It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts. All right, today we have a really uh, unintentionally funny movie. Yeah, well, we we didn't want to pay $15 to watch Neil Breen, so we got the next best thing. Derek, writer, director, actor, Derek King. <laughs> starring in Agent Revelation. Which Agent is, Revelation. Which is apparently a sequel to movie called Agent from yeah. 2017 that I wasn't even aware of. Yeah, until we started watching this and we looked it up on IMDb. Um, which IMDb, you can't go by the ratings on IMDb because just any old joke can go on IMDb. Yeah, they're not verified. It. No, they're not. Um, because there's some honest reviews and then I think there's just people that go on there that like Derek Tang and like friends of his or something that say, hey, this is the best movie ever. Just like the actors in this movie, all the characters in the movie just fawn over the guy that's playing the, the, the main character who's also the director. The writer, writer and director also. You're yeah. so awesome. You're so great. How can anybody be any better than you? <laughs> it's like a bunch of self-affirmation all through the movie. Well, you have my children? No, I'm sterile. <laughs> that's the thing. The character, that's the thing in the movie. The character's sterile, and he doesn't get enough oxygen to his brain. Yet he's hemoglobins, but that's the same thing. Okay. See, hemoglobin, it it's the thing that moves oxygen around inside mm-hmm. your blood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he doesn't get enough oxygen to his brain, and I don't understand why. He said it. But uh, basically, it's a story of this guy who somehow has superpowers because of aliens, some kind of ash or something that he got exposed to, and so he goes to a secret base to train. Now, the stuff the aliens control people with is called ash. Yeah. And it's like this red mist. Yeah, red mist. Um, and there's all these actors in it. And the only really recognizable actor is Michael Dorn, who looks really tired. Now, there is a bored. kid in there that I recognized, and I couldn't think where I placed him, so I looked him up on IMDb. He's actually in the new Chucky TV series. Oh, That's where gotcha. I recognize him from. Yeah, there's for some reason there's a kid in this base that also runs around with Yeah, that made like no that. sense. Well, they needed someone to get through a small vent at one point in the movie, so they so, got a kid. They put a kid on the And table. they were like, when we saw that scene, we were like, oh, now we know why they have a kid. Because they couldn't get through the vent without the kid. But that's like riding in the kid into the story so that they can get through the vent and save everybody. Uh, okay, so Derek Ting is probably one of the most dry and wooden actors I've ever seen on screen. Um, even when he screams in agony, it sounds funny. Yeah, they, like the <laughs> aliens like throw him across a room or in a desert, and he, go, and he goes, <laughs> Like, really, really blandly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they're the aliens in this. They uh, they're kind of like these shapes, and they have like smoke flying around, digital smoke flying around them all the time, and they have like weapons, kind of like uh, lightsabers, almost. I don't know, kind of like light cleavers. Not really sure what it is. Yeah, they were like cleavers with lights <laughs> on them. It's all digital. It's all digital, but it's like really poor CGI, like extremely poor. Um, 
there's a couple ships in it. They're also CGI, like, and they're really bad CGI, like, basically like Tron. Um, <laughs> not not the new Tron, but the old Tron. Um, there's like, I don't know, man. There's so many funny things in this movie that are unintentional. We were laughing all the way through it. It's got great stuff, like, you know, there's actress, there's actress and actors that are, like, you've got a, a dime store, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she... And a dime store, uh, Tosh, uh, Tosh? He what didn't, no, he didn't look like Daniel Tosh. No, who did he look like? He looked like somebody else, but it was yeah. like a... They have these actors that sort of look like other actors. And here's the thing, really a lot weird. of these actors in these it are, are stunt people. Yeah, they're just stunt people that I think he probably knew. and He probably like, hey, let's make yeah. a movie together. I mean, one of these guys, they, he worked on like Birds of Prey and all that. Yeah. He, he was a Power Ranger. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it says he's in the Matrix Resurrections coming up. Yeah, as actor. It says actor underneath. <laughs> actor. <laughs> he's just an actor. Um, which means he's probably playing an agent. And then that girl that looks like Discount Scarlett Johansson, she's been in, just been like a ton of CW shows. Yeah, like a like, ton. A lot like draw, CW drama and romance shows. Like right. The, like, so. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the story is really convoluted. Um, there's even a part where main character Ting gets stabbed by a girl like a couple times. I mean, in the back. Like, she comes up in his ribcage with a knife yeah, behind and, his back, and then, stabs up in his ribcage, and, and then he's just running around like nothing happened. No, well, she did that first, and then she put him on the ground and pretty much crushed his windpipe, and he got yep, back up. With her foot. Yeah, with, with her, her boot, foot. Her boot, her like, boot. on his throat. And he's laying there going, your career is over. Um, but <laughs> basically, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's watchable. It is watchable. Yeah, so. I found myself about halfway through thinking how much longer. Maybe yeah. I had thirty minutes left of it, and I was going how much longer. That's when I said how much longer. And yeah, I and I think half, I think most of this movie took place in a an abandoned DZ Discovery Zone. <laughs> it was like the men the men in black laser tag. Uh, yeah, because they've got these rim. like they've got these guns that shoot like like glowing blue paintballs, basically. And I wouldn't doubt it if that's what they used for guns for real and they just animated the paintball. Yeah. Uh, I bet you that's what they did. Uh, and then there was like this stuff he was clearly trying to put into some commentary about greed and all yeah. this stuff, which yeah. didn't work. And then he'd say stuff that he, I'm sure he thought was deep, like, to be selfless, you must trust yourself. <laughs> okay, Yoda. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's the movie. It's called Agent... Agent Revelation. Revelation, yeah. Written, directed, starring Derek Ting. Derek Ting, yeah. The, uh, ne- the next Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not really. Um, okay, so uh, we watched a couple movies. We want to review them. Uh, the first one we're going to review is... And we saw this, we saw this movie twice. Okay. Uh, Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Um, it's got some some pretty big name stars in it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's got you know uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know she reprises her role. It's like part two from the original twenty eighteen mm-hmm. Halloween movie. Um, we also have um, 
We've also got uh, our favorite, um, you know, kid from from the Breakfast Club. Yep, Michael Anthony Hall playing yep. uh, Tommy Anthony Doyle because who, they could because they couldn't afford Paul Rudd. Yeah, in, in every scene, somehow he's extremely sweaty. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is with that, but in every single scene, he's just uh, profusely sweaty. Lots of sweat beads all over his face. Um, but man, okay, this movie could probably be reviewed for one of our movies we do for Bad Movie. I'm, I'm just going to say that it, it is what it is. It's a super heavy-handed movie about probably us being the monster for real instead of him being the monster. Um... But the dialogue, man, is so awful. It is. It's pretty bad. And Jamie Lee Curtis has, like, nothing to do in this one. She basically sleeps. Or she does do most of the movie, yeah. It's like, sleeps, then goes, where's my check? You know? Um, well, they're setting her up for the next one to the true. big thing. For They kind of have something happen at the end there. We won't spoil. We're not going to spoil the movie. kind of sets her up. Yeah, we're going to spoil the to, movie at all in case you want to go see it. Um... But I think you should go see it. You should go it's see really it. Fu- it's a really fun movie. It's I, a fun movie. I, I, actually, I actually love this movie. Yeah, don't get us wrong. We, we really liked it. Bad dialogue and all. Um, it's It's got some funny moments, a lot of funny moments. I'm not sure if they're intentionally funny or not. Maybe they're intentionally funny. Do yeah. you think? Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot is of... Is this inten- camp or is this... No, there's a, a lot movie? of intentionally funny stuff okay. in there. You know, Danny McBride is the co... Yeah, David McBride co-wrote, uh, and so and then the director was David Gordon Green, who yeah. works with Danny with Danny McBride on a lot of his comedies mm-hmm. on like HBO and yeah and other stuff. So these are these are the guys behind this movie are are normally they work in comedy. Yeah, and it makes sense because it's it's got funny beats. It's got a lot of funny beats that land well, and they're really hilarious when it happens and you laugh, you know. But also the same kind of. Ooh, that was pretty graphic. I mean, they, they had they had some comedy in the 2018 one that they made, but they really ramped, not like this. They not like this. They, yeah, they, they ramped, ramped up the comedy. Up there's also kind of there's some also kind of sad stuff that happens in it, and um, I'll just let you see it. But I mean, it, it's it's pretty good. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna recommend it. I'm gonna give yeah. it what four out of five, three. Yeah, out of five? I'll give it four out of five. Yeah, four. I out think of five. you should go see it. Yeah, and you know, see. here's the thing: everybody's like saying, "Oh, this isn't." This is garbage. The dialogue is bad. Look, I don't care how 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 uh, uh, famous. <laughs> the dialogue's pretty bad. I don't. I don't yeah, I, I don't care how uh, famous a uh, <laughs> a a character or franchise is. Don't ever go into a slasher movie expecting high art. Yeah, true. That's true. It doesn't yeah, matter right. if it's Halloween it's or it's not Friday high the art 13th. anyway, shape or form. But it is. It does have a message. I think there was a message that was kind of an underlying message that was kind of cool. I kind of picked it out, but um, and, and I don't know if it was really that heavy-handed or even if that's what they intended. But I, I felt like there was a message in there that was kind of a good message, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Halloween Kills, four out of five. Next movie, Dune. Okay, go see this movie on the biggest dang screen you can see this movie on. If you can get to an IMAX theater. Go see it in IMAX. Um, and look, don't go watch it on HBO Max. You can, but at, only after you've gone to see it in the movie theater, okay? The, um, then I'll go see it in the movie theater and then go see it again in the movie theater. Yes, go see it again in the movie theater. Richard and I are about to go see this movie again. This will be our second time seeing it. 
I'm probably going to go see it a few more times. Let me tell you something. Five out of five, if I could give it six out of five, I would. This is the best translation of a, movie, of a book to a film I think I've ever seen. And it's even better than like Lord of the Rings was or any of that other stuff. The, the thing is, Dune is, is as to science fiction as Lord of the Rings is to fantasy. It's a very deep, rich story with lots and lots of layers and backstory and all that stuff. This movie does a really good job of relaying all that. Now, as Richard said, and he will say in a second, if, you've not, if you're not familiar with the books and stuff, it might be a little confusing sometimes. No, that, I'm going to say no. I felt, I thought, okay, so there was a worry about this by some people. Like, if you're not familiar with the books, because they say they did make this movie for people that are fans of the books. But uh, I, I don't think anybody's really going to have a problem following along with this. I certainly did. Yeah. I get, I I mean, because I haven't read the book, I guess you could count me as as the casual audience. Mm-hmm. For this, and I had no problem really following along with any of it, so I don't think there's really any barrier okay. here for the casual moviegoer. I think if, as long as you're paying attention to everything in the movie, you'll follow along with it just fine. But let me tell you something. Get ready, because you will feel like you are in some other place. I mean, it really does feel like you've been transported yeah, and that's why totally you, different. That's why you should definitely try and stay on IMAX. Yes. There are these sweeping overhead shots that are not mm-hmm. going to look the same. Oh yeah, in it in, in a smaller theater. I won't spoil this movie at all. I'm going to say a couple things about it, and this won't really spoil it. But I just want to just to kind of entice you to go see this. This movie has probably the most beautifully shot. It's most one of the most beautifully shot science fiction movies I've ever seen. Secondly, the technology in this movie has been thought out very carefully. In that, um, it's uh, it's tech like you've never seen in a science fiction movie before. Yeah, you've seen laser guns and you've seen stuff like that. And you've seen spaceships, but dude, the ships, the the tech, the the all the other stuff that's in the film, um, all the technology and all that stuff, it is far different than anything you've ever seen in a film or anything before. Right. And, so, and yeah. I will say this: just if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet. Going in, you do need to know, and it'll say this right at the beginning of the movie, this is a part one. They yes. didn't market it as a part one. I don't yeah. know why they didn't do that, but it is just a part one, and yeah. it has, it, I feel like it it, ha, it has a good stopping point. Some people uh-huh. have said it just abruptly ends. I didn't mm-hmm. feel that way, No. but this is a part one, and this is why you definitely need to keep going back to the movie theater and see it so so Warner Brothers will greenlight the part two. Yes. It's got $165 million budget and it I think I spent like fifty million on marketing so it needs to make all that back yeah. to get the sequel greenlit. Yeah. Good news is wor- rumor is that Warner Brothers has all but decided to go ahead and greenlit the second part. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep going back and supporting this movie. Yeah. Not say, look, if you if you I don't have a problem if you don't feel safe or you are physically unable to go to the movie theater. Yeah. That's okay if you have that option set up. But if you just sit at home on your butt because you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. That. You need to go support the box office, whatever movie you're going to see. But this film was designed to be seen on a big screen. Absolutely. It was shot in IMAX. You need to see it the, at least 
in a big screen, if not, see it on an IMAX screen. The sound mix is also... Oh, my goodness. The sound mix is also fantastic, yeah. and that yeah. is one that needs to be seen in, like, a either, like, a Dolby uh, Atmos yeah. theater or yeah. or the IMAX. Because I watched it with my daughter last night on uh, on my television in my, in my, in my house. How dare you, Roger? I did. I watched I'm it joking. in here. I'm okay, joking. I watched it because I wanted to see it again, but I'm going to see it again in the movie theater. But I just wanted to see what would happen with the sound because the sound is so rich. So I had the TV speakers on, and it was vibrating my TV speakers. The stuff with the, the throaty, weird voice talk that they were doing, especially that very beginning of the movie when that thing happens, which yeah. I won't tell you. Okay, so <laughs> I did Before ha- the Warner Brothers logo comes yeah. up, there's something that happens. And it just floored me that I, they did it. I did have my only issue with the sound is there were parts where they were whispering, and mm-hmm. then Hans Zimmer's music would go Bwah! while they're whispering <laughs> something. Like I couldn't make out what they're saying because yeah. of freaking Hans Zimmer's. Like you don't put your blah there when they're whispering. <laughs> but I will have to say too that Hans Zimmer's soundtrack was oh phenomenal. it's fan- it's fantastic. Yeah, Hans Zimmer he turned down Tenet soundtrack for Tenet to do this movie because he's read the books his whole life and he just wanted to make it. That's the thing. The people involved in making this movie have read these books and they love these books and they want to translate them to film in the right way and do Frank Herbert's story properly. And they have done it. I mean, they have succeeded. Uh, as a fan of Dune, I would say, you know what, this thing... Look, I love David Lynch, but his, his movie translation is not anywhere close to this. It's not anywhere close to it. This is um, a thousand times better. A thousand times better. Um, even though David Lynch is a phenomenal filmmaker. All right, so those are two films. I'm going to say six out of five for Dune. Yeah, for I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell how much he liked this movie on the way home because he was by how how he was gushing like a teenage girl I that got asked the prom by, by a quarterback. Floored by it. Totally floored by it. I didn't even know what to say when I left the theater. Um, uh, you had plenty to say. <laughs> you had plenty to say all the way home. Okay. Well, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots.